Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right. Welcome back to the Exercises for Everyone podcast. Today we have Megan Schmidt with us, and she is a mindset and energy transformation coach. So this is definitely the first kind of coach of this kind that I've had on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to her. Um, She has a business called Aligned Life Society. And um, Megan, I'm so glad that you're here with us. I would love for you to share with us about your journey. Like what kind of got you interested in fitness and exercise and how is that kind of brought you to where you are today. Yeah, for sure. Give us the good. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited to be here. So I got started um, in fitness, I guess. I, it's actually interesting because when I was um, like, let's say 14 is probably when I would have like told you or told anyone that I'm like super not athletic and like that was how I described myself and so that was like my limiting belief and that was what I experienced like I was really not great at organized sports and things like that but as I like went through high school and into some of the different classes I got into running from um, a kinesiology class that had that and we were like the kind of end um part of that class was to do a 10k race in our local city so that was when I started enjoying running was in around like that 15 16 years old kind of Mm -hmm. probably yeah probably 16 ish Um, when I was 15 I started getting into yoga with my mom my mom and my sister we went to a yoga class from um, like just in our small town and I remember really enjoying it. And I remember my mom like really encouraging me like, oh, wouldn't that be so cool for you to be a yoga teacher? And then I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of cool. And so that was like 15 was when I first took my class and I kind of, um, or my first class, I should say. And then I kind of stuck with it on and off. And then somebody in our like local city was offering a teacher training um, when I was going to be 17. And so I don't even... Like, I don't really even know how that happened that I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this or if it was more my mom encouraging me or, or what. But like that's when I first took my 200 hour yoga teacher training. So if you're into yoga or if you know anything about it, there's like there's a 200 hour, there's 300 hours, there's 500 hours. There's obviously like weekend workshops, too, but like there's different training levels. OK, so that was when I'm I first took mom. mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm really thankful for that. Like now I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, that's like a really big thing that she encouraged that in me because she would also have told you that she was not athletic. And so like that was one of the things we kind of like bonded over was like that we were not athletic. Mm-hmm. And um, I found a lot of what I loved about yoga was that it was non-competitive because I am also a competitive person, but then when you are not good at, at like mm-hmm. basketball, and you're competitive, it's a hard thing to mm-hmm. want to win, but then to know that you're probably not going to win. <laughs> Anyways, so I, um, so I got into yoga, I started, I did my yoga teacher training, it was a nine month thing. So I was just like wrapping up grade 12 
as I was finishing my yoga teacher training. And I, after I was done the, the training, that's when I started teaching like right away I went to different community associations and eventually got into some different gyms and different yoga studios and I've been teaching now for 13 years I guess it has been which is really awesome I'm so happy that I did that when I was younger like and as a mom I'm thinking to myself like I want my girls to have something that they that they'll be able to use like whether it's you know if they love dance or if they want to be in swimming, like just to have something that they love, but also that they could, you know, I'm going to say fall back on as mm -hmm. kind of like a way to build a business or a passion around it. You know, I think that that's super important to know, to do, to have that. Yeah, uh, not, that they have to make that not that they have to do that if they want to, but I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. Do your children do yoga with you? Sadly, I actually could just tell you guys that yesterday I said to my seven year, six year old daughter, do you want mommy to teach you some yoga? And she's like, no, your yoga is boring. <laughs> so <Mama>. yeah, <laughs> she would rather do cosmic kids yoga, but um, that's okay. It's more like I do get it. My yoga is more like yeah. adult style, <laughs> yeah. but that's okay. Um, so, so they do like it, but they like more of the other kind of stuff, right? Yes. So yeah, anyway, so I kept up with running um, throughout when my early 20s. And then I had my girls, I kind of took a little running hiatus when I, I had like back to back to back pregnancies. Um, continued teaching yoga all throughout that time. Love that I had my home practice to fall back on throughout those years of motherhood challenges and all of that. That was really, really imperative, I think. And I think that's a really great thing for all moms to have that movement. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Um, and so, and then, you know, my, my youngest daughter is three and a half and probably for the last two and a half years, I've got back into running and made that more of a priority and just kind of reignited that love that I kind of had when I was younger before kids with running. So for me, it's, you know, I'm, I, I think I said this on Instagram one day, like I know I'm obviously never going to the Olympics for running. But I just choose to get excited about it for myself because I think that's super fun. Um, and I just I just take it upon myself to like inspire myself and motivate myself and set my own goals. And I'm not worried about what other people are doing or like what in, in a running group or anything like that. I just choose to do it for myself and to have, you know, a great playlist on and clear my mind, move my energy throughout my body and just have some me time. I think that's so, so important. As, yeah. yeah. I, I love that. And I love that you've like, you said something that a yoga teacher actually said to me, probably like, I don't know, like 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. And it was probably one and she said it all the time. But it was probably one of the things that kept me coming back to the class was yoga is not a competitive sport. <laughs> yes. And I remember thinking like, that's amazing because I do think that sometimes people think that movement needs to be competitive. Yeah. And it's not about what your neighbor's doing, no matter what you're doing, whether you're running or, you know, doing yoga or lifting weights or whatever you're doing, like mm -hmm. not a competition. It's about bettering yourself. Yeah. 
you know, 100%. And I'm, it's funny because I think when people come to yoga from other backgrounds, if they were into, were or are currently into like other sports where it is competitive, mm -hmm. they bring that kind of with them and you can see them kind of looking around and so wanting to compare their poses to other people's or how far they're into something or if they can do something. And I mean, it's totally normal. It's like natural human behavior to like want to a little bit judge or compare ourselves but I love that it gives you that opportunity to just drop in to be there practicing for yourself and and to just you know be in the energy of the room where everybody is kind of the the encouragement like everybody is working on themselves for themselves but everybody's benefiting each other with their energy too in that room I love that and I mean we're not really able to do that right now with the world situations but I am still teaching zoom yoga it's a little bit of a different experience but mm -hmm. it's still the community aspect like I, I love that piece of it yeah and you know I also love that like it comes up in yoga a lot is the word yoga practice like it's not supposed to be perfect mm -hmm. and I heard someone like one of my clients said to me the other day that he had heard a coach say this like on tv or something that I think it was like a football coach or a hockey coach. I don't know, like, you know, like in the NFL or whatever. Yeah. And the coach had said, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's amazing. Because who doesn't want to have a permanent change? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to think about how what they're doing is going to make a permanent impact on their life? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Especially something yeah. like so beneficial as like, you know, exercise and movement. Um, you, you yeah. mentioned just briefly about moving your energy and I would love, love, love to dive into energy because I do think that people have ideas about energy and they think like, oh, well, I don't have the energy to work out. What would you say to somebody who said that to you? I don't have the energy to work out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've totally been there where I've thought those types of things, um, what I know from my own like work is that like sometimes you can't really trust those thoughts. And I know that there's also like a big piece of um, other practitioners that are telling you to trust yourself, trust your intuition. And so I know that I sound really bad saying that, but I know that thoughts are not always true. And mm -hmm. so when you have a thought, I don't have the energy to work out. Like it's literally just a sentence in your mind. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Or like, even if you were to switch that thought with like, I'm not good at exercise, or I'm not, I'm not athletic or anything. It's, it's literally a thought. And if you choose to believe it, it becomes true for you. Right? So if you believe the thought, I don't have the energy, then that's what becomes true for you. And like, this could go, you know, we could go really deep with that. But like, just letting that sink in for you for just a moment and just thinking about that like okay well what else could be true um what well, could you could you just do like a walk could you just do something for five minutes because you know once you do something for five minutes you know that you're probably going to be able to do it for 10 minutes 15 minutes and any amount of movement has a positive impact on you and one thing I know is that like I, like I was kind of saying, like whatever you believe is what becomes true for you. So if you think that you need to have an hour to work out every single day, 
for you to see results in your life, that's what's going to be true for you. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's yeah. unfortunately what they believe. And yeah. I used to believe that before I had kids. And then having three girls back to back to back, you don't have the same time as you did when you were single. So I had to start believing something true because exercise was highly important to me, like the healthy lifestyle, the food, the the movement, all of it is really highly important to me. So I wanted to keep moving my body. And I like had that conflict thinking like, um, you know, and and I didn't have great sleepers when they were little. Um, They're still pretty little, but like when they were baby babies, they were not great sleepers. And so I felt that I thought that thought many times, like I don't have the energy, but I know that anytime you get to your mat or put on the running shoes or lift up the weights, whatever you're, you love to do, um, you, you do actually get energy from it. It's like this contradicting thing, or it's uh, not a contradicting thing, but it's like a, it's a, what's the word? Um, it seems like it's not, like it doesn't make sense, you know, like, like mm-hmm. well, working out is actually expending energy, but you actually get energy from it. And I've known that to be true for myself. Yeah. And really like the science of it, like when you get into the science of it, like you don't, you don't, you don't burn energy, you release energy. So like like when you get right down to the science of it, like you're not using it, you're releasing it. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, I love what you were saying about um, the thoughts and beliefs because I've learned through my journey that a belief is nothing more than a thought you keep thinking. And exactly. if, you want to, if you want to change your beliefs, you just have to change your thoughts. Yeah. And when you, I mean, we have like, I think like 80,000 thoughts in a day mm-hmm. and like 90% of them are the same thoughts that you had the day before. Yeah. So if you can just become aware of your thoughts and what you're thinking about, you can change your beliefs. And if you can change your beliefs, you can change your world. So, so true. I know. I love it. Like gives me goosebumps hearing it. It's so true and so good. And, and, and the thing about that. So like, I just want to, I want to, you know, this podcast exercises for everyone. Like I really want you guys to really come away from this episode with that belief that like exercise is for everyone. And um, if you think like whatever you're coming to exercise for, if it's, um, if it's weight loss, if it's, you know, just your own outlet or you just want a hobby or you just what like it could be anything you just have like this burning desire to start moving your body for you want to get healthier um like for me i love the muscles i love feeling fast strong fit flexible like all of the things that's super Mm -hmm. important i love that and i'm unapologetic in that pursuit a hundred percent i think more women um should be unapologetic in that because like you know you don't have to be in it for the abs or, or anything yeah. like that. But if you are, it's totally fine. I think that women kind of get um, a little bit the short end of the stick because they're kind of have that expectation that they should kind of be that way. But then they also, um, they could also seem like it's a, it's a bad thing if that's what they're after, right? Like it's not a worthy goal to be after, but you should be that way, right? So I just want, like I work with women specifically. So for me, it's like be unapologetic in what you want in, in all of the areas of your life. But if, you, um, if you're coming at it for whatever reason for yourself, um, know that you can, you can impact your life in small incremental steps 
whether that's like throughout the day or throughout the week. So if, like I was saying, if you believe you have to work out really hard, that you have to torture yourself, that it has to be 60 minutes plus of high intensity workout every single day for you to have an impact on yourself, that is what will be true for you. And if you yeah. believe that it can be easy, it could be enjoyable, that you know 15 minutes can make a huge impact, that's what gets to be true for you. And mm -hmm. I just want you to play around with that. I know that it's maybe contradicting to other things that you might have been brought up believing, but if you can play around and get a little bit curious in thinking like, well, what if that could be true for me that like 10 minutes of exercise could impact me in some way, then mm -hmm. it gets to be true for you, right? Isn't that so awesome? Definitely, I love it, I love it. I would love for you to share with us how mindset, energy, and exercise tie together. Okay, um, so yeah, like such a good question. I mean, like they all just intermingle, like, right? If you, if you, for me, like starting with just like a healthy life, I think everything can impact everything and everything can also, what's the opposite of that? Like de-impact everything, right? Like, like a ripple you know? effect in either yeah. direction, right? So yeah, like it can exactly. be negative or positive, but it has like yeah. a ripple effect. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So like when you're, um, like how, how it actually works is a thought creates a feeling. So if we're talking about mindset, right? Like a thought, whatever kind of thought you think, um, it, has, it holds like a certain vibration that creates a feeling in the body. And our feelings are what drive us to take action. Mm -hmm. So when you think the thought, exercise is super hard. That's gonna cause you to feel some sort of negative emotion, right? Mm -hmm. If you're if you're desiring to start working out, but then you have this thought like, oh, it's so hard. And then you're going to type, likely feel like a little bit of maybe frustration or maybe some self-pity going on in there. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when you feel, pardon? Procrastination. Totally, right? Yeah. And, well, and, and that's the action. Mm -hmm. Because when, when you feel like that self-pity, your action that you take is always, or not always, but very, very likely in action. Like if mm -hmm. I want to start running, say I'm not a runner and I want to start being a runner, but I think that like running is, is like only for a certain type of person and like it's running is really hard. So if this is anyone on the um, listening to the podcast, like if you have those types of thoughts, it's going to cause you to feel some sort of negative emotion. Maybe you feel sorry for yourself because you're like, I really want to be a runner, but I'm not a runner or like it's not it's always been really hard for me. And you start to feel like that self-pity, then then you're likely not going to want to go for the run. Mm -hmm. But if you can change that thought to just think like. I, I can be a runner or like I think that running can be for everyone or I, I just love moving my body or whatever kind of thought that you can get that you can actually believe. So the mm -hmm. thought have, has to actually be believable for it to invoke an emotion in your body, right? Yeah. So if, mm -hmm. you don't, if you don't believe the thought, like I could be the runner, then what could you believe? Like, could you believe that you could be a walker, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or a, like a jogger, like what could you believe? Because or, that's gonna... What if you run five steps and you say, I'm a runner? I just ran five steps. I'm a runner. Yeah. Right. I like anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like that's right? the thing is like, I, I remember reading that, like if you, you know, if you have ran, like you're a runner and I totally believe in that. Like I a hundred percent, you don't have to be 
you don't have to be timing yourself. You don't have to be doing anything, any races. Like you can be a runner if you want to be a runner. Just call yourself a runner, right? But yeah, but yeah, like those types of thoughts create the emotions in the body, and that drives you to take action. So if you're thinking about your exercise, like your movement, you want, and, and it could go with like it could go with nutrition. It could go with anything in your life. You've got to be thinking thoughts that are going to actually make you feel positive emotion for you to take the action that you want to take. So if you're sitting on the fence with exercise, you want to start moving your body. What's a believable thought that's going to make you feel good? It's going to make you feel inspired because like, you can motivate yourself to go out and do the run. You don't need to wait for motivation to come from some outside source. It's in you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think that sometimes people do get kind of hung up on that. Well, I don't have any motivation. Well, it's up to you, right? Mm -hmm. It's up to you to decide you're going to do it. And it's up to yeah. you to start doing it. And once you start moving, like there's that inertia that just kind of takes over, you know, like the a body motion wants to stay in motion. Yeah, um, the momentum comes once you start going, but you do have to do the upfront work. Like, 100% there are times where you might not feel like it but if you can still um, tap into your commitment and to your deliberateness right like not always do you need to feel motivated to do something sometimes you can just tell yourself well I'm just committed and I'm somebody that does move my body you know every day in some way and so this is what I'm doing today and if you just tap into that piece that you know lots of times the motivation comes after the fact. So mm -hmm. when you're first starting out with something, you've got to, um, you've just got to become somebody that's integral, easier said than done, right? Like a lot of times we're integral to other people outside of us, but show yourself that you can trust yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do you so do you help people like do you give people like activities to do like mindset and energy like activities to do to kind of build up to that like how do you help people with this transformation it's we like in my program yeah um so i it, it's coaching calls that we do and then i have like the membership portal that has um the different categories of i call it the fulfillment wheel so to me it's not like it started off with just health coaching, I guess. And, and to me, health is never just one thing. And I don't think happiness is ever just one thing. Like I think that we, um, that we have a desire for lots of things in our life, right? Like the, the, the nutrition, the, the physical health, I guess you could call it the relationships, the career, the, like all of the things. So, um, so sorry, what was the, qu the question? I kind of went on a little rant there. You're okay. Um, no, I was just wondering um, if you have like um, certain strategies okay. or techniques to um, get people moving in the right direction. Yeah, like it, it's it's nothing fancy, you know. Like mm -hmm. my 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 whole philosophy is like you've got to just do the work. Um, mm -hmm. There, there's no secret sauce. Really, the secret sauce is being aware of your thoughts. Yeah, because really, like, it, that's the hardest part, right? Is it is. Thinking. When you can check in with how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. when you're, before you're able to check in with your thoughts, you can check in with how you're feeling because your, your emotions are coming from your thoughts, right? So when you 
see how you're feeling, you can ask yourself, well, what kind of thoughts am I thinking that are producing these emotions? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I find that to be easier for people in the beginning. Um, but yeah, like coming back, coming back to movement, like, um, I actually think that movement is like the perfect catalyst to personal growth. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was where it actually started before I was a coach. I was really just wanting to get back to feeling how I was feeling before kids. Um, motherhood, big change of identity happened as probably lots of people experience becoming a mom. And I had, uh, you know, I was kind of in a low place in my life. And when I just recommitted to my yoga practice, um, that was why I, I was really grateful that I had that in the back pocket, that I was able to kind of come back to that. I did start running again, even like in between my second and my third daughter. Um, I, I ran a little bit and then I kind of took the another break um, and then picked that back up again. But when I committed to movement and mm -hmm. back then it wasn't daily movement like it is now because my kids are older and it's a different you know it is a different phase of life for sure but mm -hmm. when i just committed to moving my body i was able to get more energized in my life and mm -hmm. that's when i was like really started to dial in even though i was pretty healthy in my my nutrition choices fairly we, we started to come um back into that more whole food plant-based and dialed that in and then energy increased even more and then it was kind of like what's next and so if you're if you're listening to this and not exercising as much as you want to or totally totally a newbie um in the beginning it is um a little clunky i guess you could say like it's yeah. not always going to seem so um effortless or easy and there's going to be those hard choices of like should you sit on the couch and watch another episode or should you try moving your body and when you when you continue to choose the the action aligned with that energy the abundance energy i call it of your future self when you think about who you want to become what mm -hmm. is that person doing? And when you can continue to make choices from that place, right? My future self would be taking care of him or herself right now in whatever way that looks like. Um, sometimes that means going to bed early, right? It could be anything. Mm -hmm. But when you start making choices from that place um, in the present moment, that's how you get to that present, that future self a lot quicker. So it is making those choices in those moments of what's actually going to serve me what what would my highest self do right now what would love do right like what would somebody who loves themselves do in this moment and then take the action accordingly but not from a place of oh, poor me this is so hard or why is this so hard for me or anything like that because I know sometimes that can be um, the narrative that we have going on do it from like I get to move my body yeah, and, and make sure you choose movement that you actually love. Just because I'm talking about yoga and running, that doesn't mean that that's for you. And be okay with that. Even if you see mm -hmm. other people doing really pretty yoga moves on Instagram, mm -hmm. that might not be for you. And that's okay. I really do think that everybody can find a way to move their body in a way that they love. And when you actually enjoy it, you can. it doesn't mean that you have to be like, 
the best in the world, but when you enjoy it, you are going to be obviously much more inclined to want to do it. It's not going to be that struggle for you. Yeah. You know, and I found like not only with myself, but with a lot of the people that I talk to that people find that the, the way that they want to move can change as, as they go through the years. Like it, they can have seasons of different types of movement where um, like, for example, right now, like I'm moving back into a yoga like movement, like I'm, I'm getting back into yoga and I've gotten away from it for a little while. Um, and not because I didn't like it, but because I was enjoying lifting weights more. Yeah. And there were times where I really enjoyed running. And I think that, you know, really just kind of listening to what your body needs. And sometimes that means just like getting up and going for a walk around the block when you get home instead mm -hmm. of going right to the couch. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> really small, like, I mean, like a 10 minute walk can really make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. And, you know, kind of creating those habits. And like you said, changing those thought patterns about thinking, not that I have to do it, but I can do it and being grateful rather than resentful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like really that gratitude, like when you can implement gratitude anywhere in your life, it really just, I mean, it makes everything better. Like you can't feel good and bad at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. Like, could mm -hmm. you imagine feeling grateful and angry all at the same time? Like, that would feel <laughs> like, yeah, I can't even think about that right now. Like, I'm trying to think about how that would feel. And that's, I can't, I can't, I can't even focus on it because it's like two totally different things. So I think that, um, you know, everything that you're saying is really right on, you know, about mm -hmm. as far as, you know, really kind of, it all does work together. It all does mm -hmm. tie together. And once you get what like really and I, I say start with whatever is easier for you if it's easier for you to think about change before actually changing then do that if it's easier for you to get up and move and then start working on your thought patterns then do that because you know mm -hmm. some people it's easier to just move and just like okay I'm just going to do this and I'm going to hate it and then I'm going to work on not hating it while I'm doing it <laughs> mm -hmm. you know what I mean? and I do think that it it's it, it depends on the person and you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to, you know, enjoy what you're doing. And if you're not enjoying it, go do something different. Yes. <laughs> I think the more you know yourself, the more you can be onto yourself. Exactly like you were saying there, right? Like, like when you, when you just know if you're somebody that's kind of um, procrastinating a little bit, like the more, the more self-awareness that you have, just the better you'll be in all areas of your life because there are people who kind of might procrastinate something and they'll, they'll kind of be like, well, I'm just doing a little bit of like research. I'm just trying to see which kind of yoga style I like the best or da da da. And, and it's coming from a procrastination place rather mm -hmm. than like, I'm actually really wanting to figure this out. Right. So the more mm -hmm. you know yourself, if you're like, are you just getting caught up in the busy work? Mm -hmm. um, is it coming from, you know, fear or is it like really important for you to do that? And, and only you'll know the right answer to that. So just be on to yourself, know yourself, know, even like, I think about that just for me going for the run, like knowing when, if I had in my mind, like I'm going to do a 10, 10 mile run. And then on the run, I'm like, I'm done at eight miles today. You know, mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to, I'm cutting it short. Like, am I doing that from a place of like, no, this is actually coming from your highest self. This is what you need. Or is it coming from a, um, like, ego place? Is this like, 
and there's a difference and only you'll know that. Yeah. So yeah. the more you know yourself, the better it'll be in, in fitness, in your career, in your relationships, right? Like we do that all the time. <laughs> we can, um, it's either, you know, that highest self or the, the ego talking is how I like to describe it. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Megan, this has been wonderful. So um, where can people find you? Like, I know you have a Facebook group. Um, do you have a website? Where, where can we find you? Yeah, for sure. So my website is alignedlifesociety.com. My Facebook group, if you're on Facebook, you can just search Aligned Life Society. And then on Instagram, it's Megan R. Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T. All right. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. So I will have all of those for you in the show notes. Megan, this has been wonderful. Like I really love all of the energy talk and you know, the, I loved all the things. I loved okay. All the things. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you for, for jumping on here with us and sharing your story and your journey, your expertise. We really yes. appreciate you. And um, I'm so glad that you could, you could talk with us this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun to connect. Oh, yeah. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called the Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search the Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.